Essa... This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The latest report is that gun sales are going stratospheric and have been in the last four years ever since the attack on Donald J. Trump. Those politicians who wanted to eliminate the Second Amendment, which holds that Americans have the constitutional right to keep and bear arms, have a long road ahead of them. And that's because gun sales in America have not even paused, surpassing 48 million over the past four years. In July, last month, in fact, marked the 48th straight month in which gun sales passed the $1 million mark. That is the $1 million mark. Are people buying guns because they're afraid of their government? Absolutely, friends. That is exactly why they're buying arms. But the Biden administration, which has demonstrated nothing but contempt for the Second Amendment and has twisted the levers of government to impede the ability of law-abiding citizens to legally possess arms, well, they're seeing that it's not working. In fact, it's working just the opposite, just as all of the... Charges against Donald Trump are working also in the opposite way. So it's helping the American people to see the reality of the tyranny that is upon them. And according to the report, more women, blacks and urban dwellers are buying arms as crime surges across American cities. So what are we to take from this? What we're to take from this, friends, is that we are in extremely dangerous times. And those dangerous times are defined by the word totalitarianism, totalitarian terror. So I ask you the question today, as we launch into our program, is America becoming totalitarian? Or has it already become totalitarian? Are we now ruled by tyrants? in the land of the free that's increasingly becoming only the home of the brave, so that even thought, the thoughts of one's mind and heart are criminalized, let alone their speech? It seems that hell is never satisfied. That's what the Bible tells us. Hell is never satisfied. Totalitarianism and the power that it demands will never end unless it is stopped abruptly. And fear of man breeds tyranny, but fear of God breathes freedom. So with those introductory comments and thoughts, I want to launch into a series of articles here today on Viewpoint that will help us to see the breadth of this issue. This is, uh, when you boil it all down, this is not about Republicans and Democrats in general. It's about something else. It's about a spirit that has overcome the country in the absence or abandonment of the fear of God. The Bible tells us that when you abandon the fear of God, it becomes a snare. The fear of man is a snare. Look at what it is doing to our country. 
Look at what it is doing to erode and undermine the very protections of freedom incarnated or ensconced in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, and so on. All of those things are under direct attack by the spirit of totalitarianism. In the name of government, under color of law, the very freedom that the law was supposed to protect is now being attacked. Now, no voice, perhaps, in this regard could be more respected than that of Dr. Ben Carson. If you know Dr. Ben Carson or have seen him uh, talk on television and uh, listen to him much, you know that he is a very gentle-minded person. A Christian man, very gentle-minded, not prone to overstating, not prone to hyperbole, And so I want to share with you, as we launch into today's program, what Dr. Ben Carson, former Housing and Urban Development Secretary, said on Wednesday. He said the United States is becoming totalitarian in the wake of a third criminal indictment of former President Donald Trump. So he says, where are we going? Where is this leading? What is going to happen to your children and your grandchildren, asked Carson. What kind of environment are they going to grow up in if we have a situation in which we weaponize the Justice Department against our political enemies? What happens when we get to a point where we say, you can't express certain things, and if you do, you're subject to prosecution? That's what happens in totalitarian societies, and that's what we're becoming. I'm going to add to that. The prosecution is actually a form of persecution. That's what it is. Ben Carson went on to say that in that Constitution, they gave oversight to Congress of the executive branch, and they created a situation where each branch would keep an eye on the others. However, Congress enforcement arm is the Justice Department. So if the Justice Department is in the pocket of the executive branch, There is no mechanism in order to alleviate the problem of a corrupt executive branch exercising tyranny. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. The likelihood of them doing that is decreased when you have a media that has forgotten its responsibility, he said. The reason that the media, the press, is the only business protected by the Constitution is that they were supposed to disseminate unbiased information to the people so that the people would actually know what's going on. But Carson noted that an informed electorate can then effectively correct the direction of the country through campaigns and not legal actions by the power or party in power to prevent opposition. He's absolutely right. He put it in very simple terms, and he told us we are becoming totalitarian. For Dr. Ben Carson... That gentle-minded, gentle-voiced man to so clearly express such a sentiment should terrify every God-fearing American. In fact, it should terrify every American. It really should. Now, shifting from Dr. Ben Carson to Reverend Franklin Graham. Reverend Franklin Graham, uh, head of Samaritan's Purse, 
uh, former the son of Dr. Billy Graham, is also not known for his rabble-rousing. Yes, he has conducted a variety of different campaigns and so on, and he does express opinions, but he isn't generally known for what should we call hardcore political speech and rabble-rousing. Here's what he said. I believe it was yesterday. He said, Democrats' crusade to block former President Donald Trump from returning to the White House is being exposed by their evil mission to inflict enough political wounds to stop him. He said, it seems as though these indictments coming this close to the election, all this is an attempt to wound him, to inflict enough political wounds on this man to where it will be impossible for him to run. The left, he said, is scared to death of Donald Trump. And if they be, if he became president, they're scared to death that their agenda, the one world government, would be thrown a monkey wrench. Oh, we'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Dr. Graham was not merely pontificating on a presidential candidate who actually invited him to speak at the 2020 Republican National Convention. President Joe Biden himself admitted it was his stated goal to stop Trump at all costs. It's an effort as sinister and dangerous to Americans as 9-11, according to Dr. Franklin Graham. Let me repeat that. He said it is an effort as sinister and dangerous to Americans as 9-11, the attack on the World Trade Center towers, according to Franklin Graham. He said they're trying to implode this country. We need to pray for this country, Graham said. I don't know who's going to be the next president, but we need to pray that God would bring the right man or woman to office who would call on his name and who would fear him, that is, fear God. And we need to pray for this nation because we're about to lose it. We're about to lose this country, and the world is watching and taking notes, said Dr. Franklin Graham, and he's absolutely right. So now we have two voices that are actually non-political voices, really. They don't come with a political mind and heart set. They come as Christians, and they say, look, this is very, very dangerous. This is not just traditional political talk, friends. Here on this program, for those of you who have been listening long, you know that we don't major on political talk. We do not hesitate to bring those issues before our listeners, but we do not major in political talk because that itself is not going to turn the tide in our country or save America. It just is not. In fact, 
a number of years ago when uh, Don Hodel and uh, Randy Tate were asked to take over the leadership of the Christian Coalition by uh, Dr. Pat Robertson, they made a statement, a public statement, that did not go over well among conservatives, among Christian conservatives, including Pat Robertson. Here's what they said. If we were to fill all of the elective offices in America with professing Christians according to the kind of Christianity that they now live, America would still not change. They said America will only change if the hearts of we the people change. And for that they were fired. Why? Because that statement wouldn't raise money for the Christian coalition. That statement said that those who were part of the Christian coalition and their supporters were part of the problem, and that wouldn't sell well. Money seems to keep us away from the truth. It has kept us away from God's truth. It's kept us away from the revelation of the real problem undergirding the mind and heart of we the people, and we are experiencing the tyrannical repercussions of our rejection of God's truth and call. Can it be put any more clearly than that? You may not like to hear it, but it is true. And what we're trying to do here on this program is translate in the most loving loving and kind and caring, yet, uh, shall we say, almost like a coach exhorting the team. Come on, team, get with it. You can't keep playing like this and expect to win. So we continue on. We're going to continue on to look at other people analyzing things from a legal and political standpoint. Not like Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson, not like Dr. Franklin Graham, but others. When we put the package together, we will see a picture that is so dramatic and so painful and so threatening that hopefully we will be moved to respond in our own minds and hearts. And you might say, okay, well, what are you telling us to do? You'll have to wait. We have to lay the picture out so that we can be understand what the depths of this really are and how to respond. Oh, we're going to do that. As someone said, you cannot listen to viewpoint long and not be changed. You will have to make choices. You will have to make choices. And up till now, the majority of professing Christians have not been willing to make the choices that were necessary, including their pastors, just not willing willing to make all kinds of political pontifications, but those things don't go anywhere. Does America need a savior? You bet. Does America need a political savior? Maybe not so much as a real savior. Because it's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in men. It's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes, powers, potentates, pastors, uh broadcasters, popes, whatever. 
We have to come to the place where we absolutely trust the Lord, and that means we must repent. We don't fear the Lord in this country. We have abandoned the fear of the Lord, and because of that, my friends, God is saying, okay, if you're going to if you're going to abandon your fear in me and refuse to obey my voice, I'm going to let these other things come upon you and now see where you go. That's exactly what he said to Israel in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Moses gave exactly that message to Israel in Deuteronomy 28, and I urge you to go read it. It's called the blessings and the curses. So, let's move forward. In order to set the stage for this and to offer uh, help in this direction, I want to make available to you my hardbound book called The Secret of the Lord, The Hidden Truth That Defines Your Destiny. It's also the hidden truth that defines America's destiny. The Lord put this message on my heart A number of years ago, as I was reading through the Psalms, and we came to Psalm 2514, and here's what it said. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and to them he will manifest or reveal his covenant. Let me repeat that. The secret of the Lord is with them or those who fear him, and to them he will reveal his covenant. Hmm. God has a secret. He wants that secret to be known. He wants you and I to understand it, but it's like a secret because if we don't get it, we don't experience its fruit. And the secret is directly connected with the fear of the Lord. Here's what Dr. Robert Jeffress, uh, First Baptist pastor there in Dallas, Texas, said about this book. He said, Chuck Chrismeyer is a prophet for the 21st century. His compelling book, The Secret of the Lord, diagnoses the source of America's spiritual and social sickness and prescribes the only remedy that will heal our land. This book is a must-read for every Christian who loves America. Dr. Elmer Towns, the co-founder and vice president of Liberty University, said this about the book. I love Charles Crispin because he's a defender of freedom, but he's also a defender of biblical Christianity and the word of God. His new book, The Secret of the Lord, exhorts Americans to come back to the truth that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Dr. Erwin Lutzer, senior pastor then of the Moody Church there in Chicago, said this, Charles Crismeyer has a deep love for God and a great burden to see this country turn to God in repentance and faith. He has rightly identified the fact that we have neglected the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. Read this book to capture his heart for restoring God to his rightful place in seeing America, spared coming judgment. And those are just three of the endorsements of this book. 
It's about restoring the fear of the Lord in the land, friends. And did you know that every single promise of God, including salvation itself, is predicated on the fear of the Lord? You will either fear God or you will fear man. If you fear God, you will come to a place of repentance. You will come to a place where you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit coupled with the word of God that will bring conviction into your heart and you will respond positively and change. You'll make the choice. God will help you make the necessary changes. If we don't not, if we refuse to make the choices, God's hands are tied. He is not going to force us to make the necessary changes. He gives us his will. He shows us what it is. He's patient with us to uh, uh, lay out by his spirit what is necessary to respond to his word. But if we resist, there's nothing more he can do. Because he's not going to force you or me. If he did, there would be no love in that message, would there? His grace is his enabling power through his favor to enable or equip you and me to do his will. In other words, to respond positively, to obey his voice, to confess our sin, to repent, to be and become the people that God wants us to be and become, and to lay aside all the other sin and the weight that does so easily beset us and help us to run with patience this race that is set before us, constantly looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who is going to deliver us from tyranny, not ensconce us in it. Do you sense perhaps a little passion here? I hope so. Get a copy of the book, The Secret of the Lord. It's a hardbound book, $20 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. As Julie Andrews once said, let's start at the very beginning, the very best place to start. The best place to start from God's viewpoint is not to reach for the fruit. It's to go for the root. And the root is the fear of the Lord. Unless we reestablish the fear of the Lord in our individual lives, in our families, and in our churches, friends, you can write off freedom in America. Totalitarian is here to stay. And we have it. Big time. Now, former President Donald Trump said it was a very sad day yesterday after pleading not guilty in Washington's federal court to charges that he conspired to overturn the 2020 election. By the way, this isn't precisely about Donald Trump. He just happens to be the figurehead in the middle of it. He's standing there for you and for me. He's standing in the middle of it, says, look, I'm bearing the burden for you. But they're coming after you. I'm just a figurehead. For some reason, I don't know how he is able to stand in this evil day, but he is. God has apparently uh, moved somehow in his mind and heart to enable him to stand against this tyrannical move. Exactly where Donald Trump's mind and heart are spiritually, I cannot tell you. I'm not the judge. But certainly he is the only one expressing the fear of the Lord, not coming from Joe Biden 
or his administration or anybody in it, for that matter. Just the opposite. Trump says this is a persecution of a political opponent. Never supposed to happen in America. Trump entered his plea in the same courthouse where more than a thousand protesters, many of them his supporters, have been charged with federal crimes for their participation in the so-called January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. In other words, he is identifying and being identified with the thieves on the cross, so to speak, with you and me, with the people that were standing. He, as the president of the United States, former president, he, as a billionaire, is willing to take the, the pain, the hurt, the persecution in order to stand in the evil day, friends. That's what this is about. No, he is not the Savior, and he is not a Savior, but he may very well be appointed by God for such a time as this. He may be. I'll let you decide that. We have more to talk. Stay tuned, my friends. We've just started. This is Viewpoint. And our viewpoint is determining destiny, as you see. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Totalitarian terror. Is America becoming totalitarian? Are we now ruled by tyrants in America? Yes, we are. Dr. Ben Carson has actually come right out and said that. It's a time of tyranny in America. Dr. Franklin Graham is basically saying the same thing. Why? And why is it that gun purchases in America have increased so dramatically that there's been no let-up for the past 48 months? Over a million every single month applying. Why? Because the people sense deep in their spirit that tyranny is on the way, or is actually here. And they are scared spitless. Not because they fear God, but because they fear man. They fear their government. The government was supposed to fear the people, according to our founders. But today, the people fear their government. That, my friends, is tyranny. The former Capitol Hill police chief, Stephen Sund, called the events of January 6th a cover-up in an interview with Tucker Carlson that never aired because Fox News shut it down. Did you hear that? Fox News shut the interview down. 
But the former Capitol Hill police chief, Stephen Sund, called the events of January 6th a cover-up by the Democrat Party government. Nancy Pelosi, and so on. He made the comments on Carlson's show, Tucker Carlson Today, but the program was retrieved, resurrected by the National Pulse. So that interview had been buried by Fox and now has been leaked by the Pulse. So the former Capitol Hill police chief, Stephen Sund, who, who, who then resigned, told Carlson he believes that the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, and the then House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, had intelligence of what was coming on January 6th, but failed to communicate it and subsequently covered it up in the aftermath. He said, this is a quote, he said, everything appears to be a cover-up. He said, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you look at the information intelligence they had, the military had, it's all watered down. I'm not going, uh, getting intelligence. I'm, de- I'm denied any support from the National Guard in advance. I'm denied National Guard while we're under attack for 71 minutes. So he resigned his post. He had been the Capitol Police uh, Chief for, since 2019, served as a police officer for more than 30 years. He said, I'm out of here. He said, I think they wanted this to happen. When you start putting it all together and thinking about the way it played out, that was their end goal. Not only that, but the mayor, as I understand, of Washington, D.C., had been granted authority by by then-President Donald J. Trump to call out the National Guard and she then reversed or rescinded her request so that the National Guard would not be present. Why would she do that? Because they wanted this to happen. They wanted to be able to construct a situation. They were desperate to get rid of Donald Trump. Under any and all circumstances, he could not be tolerated to make America great again because we are on the edge of a new world order, a new world government, a great reset, and we're not going to let this MAGA guy come in and throw a monkey wrench into the machinery. And that's what it's all about. Not about Democrats and Republicans, friends. It's about a much, much bigger picture. It's a geopolitical picture, but it's also a spiritual picture. It is an end-time prophetic picture. Please, understand, because if you do not, you will be continually deceived by the whole thing. It'll be just total confusion. But if you understand that it's ultimately about protecting, no, preventing, the people of the United States, from having a leader who would divert all of the efforts of Bill Clinton and the efforts of uh, Barack Obama and the efforts of the so-called deep state, I hate to use that term, or of the Republican rhinos and all of those who are globalists, including the former uh, Bush family, all of them globalists. That's why they hated Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with his tweets. It has to do with the fact that he was not going to allow a globalist uh, 
shall we say, an invitation to all of America to become part of a one-world order and to give up its sovereignty and all of the freedoms that we enjoy and come under the dictatorship of a one-world government. That's their goal. Now, January 6th political prisoner faces 10 to 12 years in prison just for walking into the Capitol for a few minutes when he was led in there by police officers. Michael Master says it's a conspiracy to get Trump. You bet there is. In other words, a large, large number of people who are globalists are intent upon preventing him, both the FBI, the CIA, those in there, uh, Nancy Pelosi, former Speaker of the House, uh, the uh, Chuck Schumer, all of them globalists, all of them. And they held the reins of power. And when you couple all that together, both the political and the legal enforcement, you have a prescription for absolute tyranny. And that's what we have. Since Democrats, the deep state, and rhinos could not stop Trump with their false impeachments, they're now using the legal system under the Justice Department controlled by Democrats to try to stop President Trump from being elected in 2024. The legal system now has become the political weapon of the Democrat Party. That's what Michael Master is saying. Notice that the special counsel Jack Smith, who has now indicted Trump, did not indict Trump for inciting an insurrection. Why? Because the FBI and Supreme Court have already stated or implied that January 6th was not an insurrection as claimed by Democrats. Smith is the hitman for the party in power for Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland, and that is no different than what is done in tyrant-run countries. That's exactly, friends, what you complain, what Biden complains is being done by Vladimir Putin in Russia or by Xi Jinping in China. The conspiracy to get Trump is as true as the U.S. As, in the U.S. as attempts to persecute leaders in other countries and for the same reasons. Because so many people gain so much from such collusion. There was no armed insurrection on January 6th. It was no abuse of power when Trump asked Ukraine to investigate the Bidens and Burisma. Those impeachments of Trump were unwarranted. Rhinos like Senator Mitt Romney, who voted against the president of those impeachments, were complicit, part of the conspiracy to stop Trump and the MAGA movement. Jack Smith has not indicted Trump for either of the accusations of the two impeachments. He lacks evidence to substantiate those accusations just as they did in the first place. If they can do this to Trump, they can do this to anyone, and you could be next, and that's exactly the point. Tyranny will There is no stopping tyranny. Just like the Bible says that uh, hell is never satisfied. A tyrant will go to whatever lengths are necessary to completely overwhelm all opposition. 
There's no democracy there. There's not even a republic there. It's total tyranny. David Harsinol. Latest Trump indictments are an attack on political speech. If recklessly lying to voters were a crime, most everyone in D.C. would be served serving a life solitary uh, life sentence in solitary confinement. But in a liberal democracy, as frustrating as it often is, political misconduct is settled by voters in elections, not partisan prosecutors or rioters. Feel free to campaign and vote against Donald Trump if you like. Yet special counsel Jack Smith's indictments over January 6th read like a political opposition document cobbled together by some partisan House staffers who perfunctorily attacked on the last-minute novel legal reasoning. Though numerous commentators who have an aversion to Trump have pointed out the weakness of the indictments, it's quite telling how little media-approved historians and legal experts even bother defending the underlying legal case. They can't. There's no basis for it. They just say Trump is evil, a threat to democracy, and really what else is there to discuss? In this case, the precedent would criminalize and chill all political speech. The entire case is predicated on the things Trump said or believed or didn't say or didn't believe. And all of it should be protected under the First Amendment. In other words, what they're trying to do is criminalize thought or what they think somebody's thought might have been. Not what they did. But what they want to believe they thought. Nowhere in the indictments come anywhere near the vicinity of making the case that Trump incited imminent lawless action on January 6th. At least no more than, say, the entire Democratic Party that had a hand in inciting the 2020 Black Lives Matter riots, which are the most destructive in American history. This is a very dangerous road to go down. Indeed, the writer is correct. Nicole Wills. Concerning former Georgia Congressman and Attorney General, uh, Attorney uh, Doug Collins, and former U.S. Attorney for Washington, D.C., Doe DiGenova, said yesterday that all indictments against former President Donald Trump are time to cover up any bad news that comes out about President Joe Biden's alleged involvement in a foreign bribery scheme while he was vice president. It's not coincidental. It's planned, they said. What do you think? I'm not going to speak more about that. What do you think? We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church.
Today we talk about the assault of tyranny in America that is facing us, threatening every single man, woman, and child with uh, terror. Totalitarianism brings terror. Fear. That's its whole purpose. Its whole purpose is to use totalitarian control to prevent any resistance, any speech, any thought that might possibly be translated into action to prevent it from taking place so that the tyrant and the tyrant's uh, confederate group can accomplish its total agenda without any resistance. That's what it's about. And America is now ruled by tyrants. How do you deal with tyrants? Well, we see in history how the world has dealt with tyrants. But we're going to talk about that in a little different way in this final segment of the program today. And I hope you'll stay tuned. Matt Getz, who is a uh, congressman there in Florida, has revealed a plan to deal with the unprecedented J6, January 6th indictment of Donald Trump to put special counsel Jack Smith and Attorney General Merrick Garland on the defensive for their politicized targeting of the former president. He laid out his plan on Wednesday. Here's what he said. First, immediately demand that Jack Smith present himself for a transcribed interview before the Judicial Committee in the next 15 days. Next, if he does not do that, we should send a subpoena. Next, if he ignores the subpoena, we should hold him in criminal contempt of the Congress so that he is the first prosecutor in American history to be prosecuting a case while himself under criminal contempt. And then lastly, and if U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland doesn't enforce that criminal contempt, then we ought to impeach Merrick Garland as well. And by the way, while we're doing all of that, to showcase how political and indeed dirty this has all become, we can utilize congressional immunities to immunize President Trump. Now, I'm not going to make any commentary about that. That is just straight news. That is a congressman's viewpoint, and he is uh, passing that along as one way of trying to deal with the issue. The problem is it's not going to deal totally with the issue. It is parenthetical shall we say, symptomatic dealing with the issue, but it's not going to deal fundamentally with the issue. The issue is tyranny. You've heard many speak with uh, Alan Dershowitz, the Harvard Law professor, very famed, very liberal Democrat law professor, He said that special counsel Jack Smith could himself be indicted if the indictment of former President Donald Trump is thrown out. And he's absolutely right. In fact, Alan Dershowitz has agreed with all of these other views that indeed this is a total conspiracy or confederation against Donald Trump to take him out. It has no basis in law or in fact. Zero. That's why he wrote the book, Get Trump. He's a liberal. You see, this isn't just a matter of Democrats and Republicans. It's not even a matter of liberal conservatives. It's a matter of do you value freedom or not? Yes or no? Do you think freedom is predicated on the fear of God or the fear of man? 
Yes or no? Make your decision. Stop playing games. Stop trying to rationalize. Stop trying to play, play pretend. Stop, stop trying to figure out all kinds of nuances and deep this, the deep that. No, it's very simple. It's very, very simple. You either begin to restore the fear of the Lord in the land or you don't. If you don't, you're going to have increasing fear of man, and that's called tyranny. So, Alan Dershowitz says, let me explain. The statute that says the following, two or more persons conspire to injure and deny somebody the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured by him by the Constitution. That's what Jack Smith has charged Donald Trump with. But Dershowitz says, what if a court ultimately rules that Donald Trump had a right on the First Amendment to make his January 6th speech and to do what he did? Then Jack Smith will have conspired to deny him that right, and that's how serious this really is. Mm-hmm. He said, Jack Smith deliberately, willfully, and maliciously leaves out the words that President Trump spoke on January 6th in his terrible speech, which I disagree with, he said. But what he said was, I want you to assemble peaceably and patriotically. Dershowitz went on to say, Jack Smith left that out of his indictment. That is a lie. A lie, an omission lie. And if you're going to indict somebody for telling lies, don't tell lies in the indictment. And if you're going to indict people for denying people their constitutional rights, don't deny them their constitutional rights by indicting them for free speech. That is as hypocritical as it can get. And he's right. Now, before we go further, again, for the second time, I'm going to make available to you a book with a message that will help lay the foundation for turning things around in your life, the life of your family, the life of your congregation, and so on. And from there, it can echo out throughout the land. That's how things work you will have the responsibility as to whether it becomes viral. Not me. I'm just giving you the information. I'm just laying it out, the opportunity, presenting it to you as passionately and as accurately as I possibly can. Then it becomes your responsibility. Things go viral because people send them out and value them, whether it's some stupid picture, some antic, whatever. People send those things out by the millions overnight. Why is it that God's people don't do the same with something like this that will make a difference? Come on, folks. It's unbelievable how blind we are. The book, The Secret of the Lord, The Hidden Truth That Defines Your Destiny. It's based on Psalm 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with those or them who fear him. And to them, he'll manifest his covenant. Do you know why God's covenant is not being manifested clearly in our country today? Because we've abandoned the fear of the Lord. We abandoned the fear of the Lord gradually over the past 50, 60 years. How many times have I asked on this program over the past several years to pastors and parachurch leaders, can you think of any time in the last 30 years that the phrase, a God-fearing man, has been used in your presence? Nobody could remember such a phrase. Yet that used to be the most common phrase to describe a man 
whose word was his bond and could be trusted and believed. We don't have God-fearing men anymore, very few. We have a lot of men-fearing men, but not God-fearing men. Even in the pulpits of America. And the fear of man is restraining the Holy Spirit from doing his work among professing Christians to bring conviction. The Fear of Man. The book, The Secret of the Lord. $20 book, hardbound. Yours for $15. On our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Jonathan Burtis, President and CEO of Jewish Voice Ministries, wrote concerning this book, Chuck Chrismeyer reminds us of a biblical truth amid the current darkness overtaking the earth. The Bible is the key to unlocking the spiritual truths that are sometimes hidden from our human worldly perspective. Chuck Chrismeyer is a master locksmith, using this key to remind us of a biblical truth that will give you hope. Indeed, that's the message. All right, so what do we do? First of all, the head of, of the tyrant here is globalism. We have to understand the head of this tyrant is globalism. Globalism is the engine of Satan to bring about his kingdom. The globalists, in their hearts, are saying, may his kingdom come, not the Lord's kingdom, May Satan's kingdom come. Now, they might not put it in those words, but because they're, they don't fear the Lord, that's exactly what they're doing. So the head of the tyrant is globalism. And it's that head that has to be cut off and displayed dramatically by lovers of freedom and of God's kingdom. It just has to be. Now, before we go too far on this, I want to make sure we understand what I'm saying by the head of this uh, tyrant has to be cut off. I'm not talking about an individual's head. It is not to be cut off by physical violence, but by spiritual and political power and uh, authority. We the people, Christian people, Hold the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's sharp. It is powerful. Even to the discerning, the the dividing of soul and spirit, discerning the very thoughts and the intents of the heart, if we use it properly. If our pastors will use it properly. If our parachurch leaders will use it properly and stop playing the game of sending out pablum messages of uh, general gospel truths that are not really applied hard-hitting in our times. It's time to get serious. Tyranny is going to triumph, friends, unless we first confess our own abandonment of the fear of the Lord and repent. 
How do we know we don't fear the Lord? Just look at the statistics. If the divorce rate for the past 30 years in the Bible Belt of America has exceeded the nation as a whole by 50%, you know we don't fear the Lord. It's proof positive, beyond a reasonable doubt, we do not fear the Lord. Our pastors that are approving these things don't fear the Lord. Because they don't agree with him. God says, I hate divorce. We say, yes, but. Jesus said, if you marry the one, if you uh, divorce your spouse, you cause them to commit adultery. Well, the Apostle Paul says, don't be deceived. Neither fornicators nor adulterers nor practicing homosexuals are going to inherit the kingdom of God. So what do you say? You say, I believe the Bible from cover to cover to cover to. No, you don't. Pastor, you don't believe the Bible from cover to cover. No way, no how. You're playing pretend, just like the rest of the people, and you're leading them like the Pied Piper down the primrose path to destruction and tyranny because you are submitted not to God's authority, but to the tyrant of your own feelings and will to keep the money flowing in your congregation. You love the praises of men more than the praises of God. We have to make a decision, friends. I know this is pretty hard-hitting today. It just really is. It has to get that way. Back in the days of the Revolutionary War, Thomas Paine, on December 23, 1776, made one of the most famous speeches ever in the history of the country. He says, The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink for the service of their country, But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value, and heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. How do you rate it? Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint Today. Again, the book, The Secret of the Lord, The Hidden Truth That Defines Your Destiny, $15 on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Become a partner, friends. Do it today. Don't delay. Help us to get a message out more broadly. God bless. Be a blessing. Yes, let's be in prayer. Friends, our lives have to change, restoring the fear of the Lord. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.